The podcast you're about to listen to contains explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Can I say the word fuck now? Babe. 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 I'm so excited that we're actually gonna do this. And I'm so glad it's with you. Zane, babe, you're like so hot. Oh my god, thank you. But like let's hurry, my hair, you know, it doesn't you know how like it doesn't hold a curl. Sure. (laughs) So let's do this already. I mean, did you did you bring the condoms? Uh Bradley, you told me you were going to handle it. Babe, babe, we're in a hot tub. You can't even get pregnant in a hot tub. Zeke totally told me. Wait, really? Yes, babe. Wow. My God, you're so smart. I know. So like, uh, you ready? Yeah, but like, Let's just let's just do a countdown. I I just want to be ready. I just want it to be right. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Babe, no, no, I said wait. Okay. Mm. Okay, Samantha, you can do this. You can do this. Mm-hmm. You're a bad bitch. Okay. Three. Two. One. I love you, Bradley. Wait, wait. What? All right, guys, welcome back. It's our second episode of Goodnight Poon. I'm Romeo. And I'm Jeff. Yeah, how are you guys doing? Hopefully well. So if that wasn't direct enough for you all, (laughs) Today we're talking about sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. <laughs> we're so good at that. It's yeah. Stay tuned, bitches. We drop an album. What? What? Remix. Oh yeah. So more specifically, we're gonna be talking about our virginities. Or virginities, because when you spell out virginities, like we typed up notes, it's literally what you see. Spell it out in some notes. I dare you. Yeah. <laughs> We're being very vulnerable. Ugh, I can't even talk. We're being very vulnerable today. Let's it's it's very see. strange. Like, uh, again, side note. I'm gonna I'm gonna light some uh, sage because. It is a retrograde, and mm-hmm. we're talking about something so personal, and we need to just clear that air. Cause let me tell you, this Pisces uh, retrograde is no joke. Yeah. I don't know. I-, I normally love retrogrades, mostly because you know, obviously I'm a Virgo, Mercury, so yeah. I feel like. But ooh, in Pisces it's the opposite, so I'm losing my mind. <laughs> What's today? Today is March 2nd. March 2nd. So. They probably won't be hearing this until the first week of April. No, second week of March. It's fine. It's time. fine. Time. It's not a concept. concept. It's, yeah. It don't exist. It was made by humans. Anyhow. But I do want to point out that it's like funny because like we had decided on the very first episode that we were going to do... Pisces and Virgo sister signs. Sorry. Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 Also, please yes. continue. Like they're the op. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. It's who. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, Sorry. I was yeah. packing some weed to deal with. These, oh, yeah. I love that. You do that. I yeah. love that journey for you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so no, it's it's funny. Like yeah. Uh, trying to like wrap this around. Like all right, I'm gonna talk about my fucking virginity. Mm-hmm. And I felt like this weird. Talk about me fucking virginity. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so okay. Like, what was that? You said me. <laughs> I didn't really come from a place either. That wasn't an accident. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I cut you off. Please continue. It's okay. It's okay. No, it's it's weird. It's funny because it's like these collections of feelings that I'm like mm-hmm. kind of starting to just like feel and, and, and flashes of things. Mm-hmm. And Memories. it's like, I was like literally sitting at the computer like 
how now brown cow, you know, like <laughs> how now brown cow, I don't. How do you, like, how do you, it, where do you stop? Yeah, but it's weird because it's like, why, why, I'm 28 years old, why does it feel so taboo? Right. Oh yeah, and we've been making other humans via sex, like other humans only exist because of, sex. of the action of sex, yes. right, correct. Even if that's not your only purpose and have in doing it, participating, but literally hundreds of thousands of years we've been creating more humans via this method, and yet we have trouble actually speaking to one another about it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like, I'm still trying to find the right words to even attempt to even talk about it. It's mm -hmm. like, your first time, like, I feel like I'm going to get in trouble even thinking about it or talking about it like right i mean and you probably have in the past like it's we are made to feel very vulnerable and and in fairness you it is vulnerable the first time you're like in a society where clothes are so important and we don't even address pleasure like we've we need to understand that even though it's okay it can, in the same time, be intimate and personal and existential. And it's important to process that. And that means talking to one another yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know a lot of us come from, like, religious backgrounds. Like, mm -hmm. prime example, I came from a very religious background. I was Jehovah's Witness for a very long time. Hey there. And the idea of even wanting to have sex mm -hmm. before marriage like right that concept I, like, alone the concept of love didn't even think about it like i felt as though as i was gonna get straight donkey kicked in the chest straight into hell right into which hell. i want to which i want to point out i have heard don't tell nobody but maybe i'm telling everybody right now i'm spilling the tea that hell has really great dinner parties i bet the food is always hot i'm telling you eight courses like what for free like oh, you know what i mean like <laughs> And then, and then we have like society telling mm -hmm. us that like if we have sex, just just before marriage, like, is is so wrong. Like again, right? Being very religious and having a black mom. Like shout out to anybody that has a black mom. Uh -huh. You know how you know how they are. Like my mom told me straight mm -hmm. up, she was like, if you have sex and you get a girl pregnant, do not come home. I'm not taking care of those babies. Don't you do like, it? Like at all. It's not happening. And. You know, I think she should really be really proud of me though, because like I, I'm again gonna be 29 this year, and I still yeah. haven't got anyone pregnant. Look at that. And I think it's because I know how to do it, the right way. Ooh, cool. <laughs> Shout out to the Romans and Greeks. They had a, uh, they had something. They had something. They yeah, knew they exactly did. what they were doing. They're like, yes. I know how to not get anybody pregnant. And that's in the butt. <laughs> ah, ain't no uterus over there, bitch. No, no, no. But like again, like. Right. Coming from my mom's headspace, she was a 16-year-old. You know, she got she got pregnant at 16. So like she didn't want any wow. of her kids to have to struggle. Sure. Right. Like, or her grandkids. Like, you know, I feel like I get that she I mean, kicked ass, obviously, in making you, but <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, in fairness, like, she also didn't have any information. Oh no, not at all. I don't think because <laughs> it's again, it's it it's it's this tab this feeling of it being not okay to talk about right has been passed down from generation to generation right right and yet we know that it's something that people enjoyed we were when we were young we know we were able to register i think even our parents and the people before them like had this understanding that there was this thing that people did that was very hush hush and they were seeing every every passing year a little bit more of it on tv and yeah. hearing it be alluded to in music oh yeah and then still not actually directly addressing it or talking about it so then even in the like what 90s early 2000s when we were going through school and puberty and trying to figure shit out right like we had nothing except for the like science like oh. seventh grade to like high school Ugh. like science class like you got the pain you got the vagina you got the sperm you got the baby ah. and done like, done done bada bing bada babe that was it that was it 
Boom. It was like very, yeah, just very like not not nothing to do with the sensuality or the human. Or being emotional, like yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. getting emotionally prepared. Like mm-hmm. all we got was just those fucking diagrams mm-hmm. that were like not sexy in the slightest, yeah. but somehow made me want to explore more. <laughs> like it, it was just so weird. It was like, what are you doing here? But because for me, I'm going through puberty. I'm like, oh, that look good. Like, is that know. weird? Is that weird that no. I was like, this is ugly, but. Do tell me more. Right. I want to see this thing erect. I want to see this pussy pop. No, like I want to see questions. it. Questions. I got questions. Yeah, totally. It's. It. I mean, but and and then in turn also like, why did we even bother putting a fucking clitoris on the diagram if no one's gonna ever talk about what that baby does? I'm mad. I, I would be I'm furious. Mad. I'm mad for you. Thank you. I'm mad for anyone that has a clitoris. Thank you. Don't worry. I'm trying to make up for some lost time riding solo. But we talk about... <laughs> we talk about, like, a, a penis orgasm because it is necessary for conception. Exactly. Not even that we're even purely addressing any kind of pleasure there either. But, like, just the nature. That it serves a purpose and... Uh, like here's the sperm for the delivery of the baby but we don't actually touch on the fact that even if you are doing the like conception method of having sex like there is a purpose for not only a penile orgasm but the clitoral organ the like the 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 vagina one it like helps move helps move the sperm into the things Which is not my gig personally, but it is a thing that happens. And even beyond that, there's the fact that having an orgasm, regardless of what body parts you have, releases a number of different chemicals into the brain. That's you know good for stress management, just in general. Talking about happiness, and uh, why? Why not? I think we could have all had a better experience if we just talked a little bit more about all of it instead of just one or two aspects of it. Yeah, like uh, sympathizing for anybody that is, you know, born a female mm. from the get-go. Yeah. And I, I never understand like this. I, yeah, I, I never understand that, like, again, yeah. as a male. Someone with a penis. Yes, yes. I got one. Got one of those? I got one of those. Uh, can we get a hot dog on table four? I'm just telling you, check my Yelp reviews. I keep people satisfied, okay? Not too big, not too small. Like Goldilocks said, just right. And I'm proud of it. Goldie bitch. But we're not talking about my size. We're talking about society. Right. Important. Important, yes. Very important to anybody that wants to know. But like, we're not, not right now. Not right now. (laughs) But... Like, women are not allowed to be sexual beings. Mm-hmm. Men are. Mm-hmm. Men can, quote unquote, what is it? What is it? What is it? Oh, so they're wild oats? Like, what? <laughs> also, what is that? Like, it sounds like somebody's literally coming in like a, no. in like a Quaker oats, like, container. No. Just like, mama, make that, that oatmeal good. Just add some raisins and banana. Oh. Like, it's so gross. <laughs> I never ate oats, but I never will. Yes. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. I'm, you know, it's, it's, it fills you up, but, like, you can get other things. I, it's fine. I eat cookie dough and pizza dough exclusively. <laughs> That's the only type of, yeah. <laughs> but, no, it's true. It's, like, men are allowed to be sexually active, and it's considered them being as... Just one of the guys, just yeah. manly. But the moment a woman... Yeah, femme people being sexual. And then what's interesting about that is that the fact that they're, femme people are not allowed to be sexual, but yet they are objectified. So they become sexual objects who are not allowed to have emotion because they're already not allowed to have emotion. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's this, it's this cycle that has existed for actual centuries and never had to and and doesn't in some cultures like there there have been more than one culture that prized like you know feminine exploration yeah over the masculine journey and not that that's better like 
Why can't we all just fucking get along? I just, I, I yeah, I don't. I we don't. all have body parts. We all have a brain. We all have things that we enjoy and that we don't. And parts that we want to explore of our bodies, of our life, of each other. Yes. And if it's consensual. Preach. And we know all of the things that we have to know to be safe for ourselves and each other. Yes. Yes. What, it's 20 fucking 20. What are we doing? Why are we not, why are we still not getting the, the proper education? Right. Like, why can't you just tell a child, you know what? You're at this age where you're going to start feeling... feeling. Feeling, mm -hmm. feeling things, and this mm -hmm. is what's gonna happen. And like, you're gonna want to touch, you're gonna want to touch yourself. You're gonna want to touch other people. And like, I you know touch what? A butt. Yeah, Maybe. butts are really lovely to. Mm. Nice. Don't They're get so me started fluffy. on a butt. I, mm, mm, mm. The flavor, the flavor. We're not talking about that. But you give your child, any you give a child, period, the education that they need, and say, listen, it is a lot of fun. You you know, this is what you're gonna experience. This is what can happen. Right. This is what you can do to prevent. Right. Prevention. Right. To do it. Right. I know you're gonna do it anyway, but here are some here are some life hacks. Right. To to not put your get yourself in a position where you get an STD. Right. You get something that's irreversible. You get somebody pregnant. Right. You know, like. Right. You why? get pregnant. You get pregnant. Right. Why? And you have to. And then now, right, that leads to a whole other set of consequences. Like, just, just like anything else, I mean, there are some things that we can't avoid. Like, we make decisions, and sometimes those decisions will backfire on us despite all of our preparation, and that's yeah. part of life. But if there is anything that we can do to prepare ourselves, and I think at this point, we should just stop being naive and pretending to one another that there's any use in hiding something that we all experience or or again like something that we don't because there's plenty of asexual people that have always existed and will continue to exist that are completely left out of this conversation entirely yeah, that's very true i didn't even think about that you know like there's there's so many aspects to sexuality mm. aside from gender even mm -hmm. like that's a whole other that's a whole other can of worms yeah and like like pansexuality i didn't know that i had the freedom to be attracted to androgynous people and femme people and women and mask people and men like i didn't know that that was even an option i thought that there was only two options and and if you chose the one that was most similar to you you were probably gonna get in trouble like yeah <laughs> that was as much information as i had on the subject yeah. and that's that's I'm proud that as a world we've gotten to a place where like me, one single human, you know, us, two humans out in this fucking middle of world's life yeah. journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you're saying. You know, the fact that we could learn as much as we have and that other people are thinking about this is yeah. huge. Yeah. But there are so many people and so many specific populations that it just affects like a poison like they don't have information and that lack of information creates yeah. disdain yes and like again we we had to search mm -hmm. for that information mm -hmm. and it's like it shouldn't it shouldn't be that difficult it shouldn't be that difficult you just get like again you give the information and you're able to just make your own decisions based off of the information that you right. are given right so on that note do you want to tell everyone about how terrible our information was? <laughs> oh yeah, let's absolutely get into it. The thing that I've been dreading this entire time. We're gonna talk about how we lost our virginity. Once upon a time. Who wants to go first? I'm pretty sure I went first on the episode last week. <gasps> Oh, that's right. Okay, so Ooh. us being equal and believing in equality. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, it's 2020. We just went over that. Man, we did. Um, yeah, let's talk about how I lost my virginity. Let's talk about you and me. Oh my god. Okay. Picture it. Palmdale. <laughs> I was 17 years old. <laughs> 
God, I really just did a reference to... We should have a Golden Girls reference every episode. Uh, Estelle Getty yes. is my queen. She's a queen. She's a queen. Like, picture it. Estelle Getty. Please tell us more. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. I okay, was like, I was like, I was like, keep going because I'm just gonna just <laughs> avoid this at all costs. No, I should be strong enough to do this. Um, so, me again, being a very awkward 17 year old, you know, with face full of acne, braces, I had unruly hair that I didn't know how to take care of. Oh, baby. I felt. I already felt different, and then also being gay on top of it, and not being able to express it, and and yeah. to not being allowed to, yeah. again, allowed to be myself. Right. I just, uh, I never really considered myself attractive, uh, which sucked. But then, I get it. yeah, but then I, uh, I had a childhood friend mm -hmm. that um, I kind of just like stayed contact through like elementary school and then we, we like, you know, met back up in high school mm -hmm. and we kind of got really close and my dad allowed me to like actually go over her house and hang out all the time and it was cool cool well she had a friend cool. she had a friend that she had actually dated and they actually had sex they were they were like boyfriend and girlfriend but then you know he realized he was gay and that was something that he didn't want to deal with so sure. they were able to remain friends and then it was kind of like a you know gay best friend kind of situation right. and me again re getting reintroduced to her i got i got introduced to him sure and I mean, mind you, she didn't know I was gay. She had no idea. She had no idea. I had not, I had not expressed it at the time to her. Okay, but you um, knew you were gay. Oh, yeah, I knew I was gay. Early. First grade. First grade. <laughs> I knew I was... Andy, he did, it's so, so lost. I don't know who Andy is now, but Andy was my first crush. Ooh. But we're not talking about Andy. We're yeah. talking about this person. This is not a story. Yes, this is not a story for him. Yeah. And, um, yes, yeah, so it was... Uh, it, yeah, I, I knew he was, I knew he was gay, and I kind of wanted to get to know him more, wanted mm -hmm. to hang out with him, and oh baby. Yeah. So then eventually, what happened was, I eventually told my friend, I was like, hey, um, this is really awkward. I like your friend. Wait. What? Which she kind of was excited about because I, I think. Good for her. Yeah, it was cool at the time. Yeah. She was like cool about it, so she right. eventually told him. Love and it. then eventually it became us like kind of passing notes to each other and it was like I would write a note, I would give it to her, and then she would give it to him kind of situation. Yeah. And talk about thank you for being a friend. Yeah, it, it was like it So was, you guys started talking. We started talking more and then and yeah, and then we we eventually had our first kiss in her car, which is really funny. Um <laughs> She did hook it up. She did hook it up. Go she ahead, really sis. did. And uh yeah, it was so funny because it was just like I was experiencing your first, my first love. Right. And it was to the point where it was just like, there was one night we were at her house and um, we were just kind of talking and looking into each other's eyes, just being super romantic. Mm -hmm. And in the background, we had, like I said, we had the TV on mm -hmm. and you know, like at 2 a.m. they start playing those infomercials. Oh yeah, Well, from like two to about six, cause we just stayed up the entire time just oh, in just, just Lovely. lusting of yeah, lusting over each other. <sighs> that we kept hearing the topsy turvy tomato plant commercial. You know what I'm talking about? That oh, fucking where it's like, I yeah, like. we're just gonna hang it upside down, and that's how you get your ripened tomatoes. Look at those tomatoes. It's so strange, and it still it still makes me laugh to this day, and obviously makes me remember you know that right. that right. that kind of that kind of just like giddy, yeah. lovey, cutie kind of feeling. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, so then eventually, yeah, eventually it was, I was telling my, my dad and my stepmom that I was sleeping over my friend's house, but mm -hmm. it was eventually, I was sleeping over his house. Oh, okay. And I want to say it was maybe a couple weeks after we had like kissed that it was weird. We never talked about having sex, but we yeah. just knew that it was going to happen. Right. We didn't know. And then like, again, it was like an un kind of, uh, like an unconscious, unconscious thing that like I was going to take it and he was going to give it Okay. because he was more experienced. He'd already had sex. This was the first time I was having sex. Right. And to be honest at the time, which sucks, I felt this pressure to have sex with him yeah. because again, I had not experienced somebody liking me right. and for who I was. Yeah. 
so and wanting to engage with me Mm -hmm. so i just was like okay so i gotta secure i gotta secure this man i gotta secure secure the the bag bag. (laughs) i have to secure the bag so i gotta give him this ass yeah so secure the ass yeah secure this ass he gonna love it um so I remember again being a being a Virgo. I yeah. uh, had already started watching porn, but it was like straight porn. Gotcha. So like I knew I was like from referencing like okay, this is how I'm supposed to kiss. This is how I'm supposed to do this. And then that that. Right. And so I was already like prepared. I right. like I was already prepared prior to the event. The event and meeting this specific person. Okay. So uh, did, did you did you watch like specifically like butt stuff porn to research that. No, okay, so it was straight porn. Oh, yeah. Okay. But right. it was... Right. but I mean, yeah. straight people do butt stuff, No, too. yeah, absolutely, but, right. like, do you remember, like, the on-demand... <laughs> like, Cinemax-type stuff? stuff? You, there's stuff, like, on-demand. I would watch, like, the on-demand, like, soft corn. Like, soft corn. Soft, soft, soft corn. corn. Soft corn. <laughs> I was all about the corn. Soft core, yeah. like, porn. Yeah. Okay, all right. So to, was... like very yeah i like i knew yeah i was like yeah i knew what was kind of going and i was like okay instead of the vagina it's gonna be in my ass like whatever it's cool i'll figure it out whatever and how did is that also something that's just like intuitive like you just know you just know it's very strange it it was i mean i I think because he again he was he was more skilled in having sex and he was up uh mind you he was a more masculine like gay person where he had a deep voice he was all about cars he he wasn't the stereotype and like for me i am not not the most manliest person but i just assumed that in order for this to work i needed to be this specific type of partner okay um did he ask you to receive no like it's very strange we never we never actually talked about it we just knew that like eventually there was going to be a day that i was sleeping over his house and we were gonna have to have sex right um it it was just like it it was common knowledge that we were gonna have to have sex didn't know when it was gonna happen but it was just going to happen it was just building it was just building up to that point sure and again with me wanting to make sure that this person loved me for who i was I, I realized I needed, I told myself I needed to be, I'd have to compromise. I'd yeah. have to show him how, how much I cared for him. Okay. And that was the most ultimate way was to be vulnerable. Yeah, sure. And to be with him. Yeah. And it was, it was romantic. I, you know, at the time I, I felt it was pressure. There was pressure, but also I felt like, oh, this is going to be so fun. I'm finally going to experience this, but I'm so nervous. But again, it right. was all in the mind that I was trying to please this person. Gotcha. And um, so I remember that night we had finally, we were making out and mm-hmm. we were like in his bed. Um, and uh, what? <laughs> it's like getting so giddy about it. It's because it's like, ooh. Um, Sex. And I remember I was like, obviously my clothes were off, his clothes were off. And like he had, a, he had, he had, yeah, exactly. Um, he had, he had condoms, so he had put it on, and Good. we were ready to go. Yes. And I remember sex practices. Yes, exactly, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Yes. And I remember I was on my back, and we tried to do it there, and mm-hmm. it, it was like again, it was the first time something was entering inside of me. So sure. I was like, oh no, right, like, no, whoop. give me a break, give me a break, I can't do this. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. And then if I kind of got nervous, like I was like having second thoughts, and he's like, right. oh well, how about this? Like I'll lay on my back, and then you'll basically i'm riding this cowboy Ride that, it. Yeah. you know sure and see if that works better. see if that works better yeah and we did and mm-hmm. it actually worked nice and i think because i had like psyched i had not psyched myself up but i realized like okay like right it, it hurt obviously this is new you're gonna do it right. you're gonna do it he's gonna know that you love him yeah and again still that in you know still in my mind right and yeah it we finally it, it worked and Again, it was like one, two, three, four. Whoa. And then he was done. (laughs) And it's so funny because it was like, I. Yeah. It it was so funny because it was like, when it was happening in, it was almost like slow motion. Uh And I was like telling myself like, oh my God, you are just 
the most sexual being there is. He yeah. is gonna love you. Mm. He, you are, look at you. Oh, this is starting to feel great. And the moment when I was like, oh, this is gonna be wonderful. Yeah. This is already feeling great. I can't wait. It it was it, it ended yeah. so abrupt. Okay. And I was like, oh, okay. So I'm thinking in my mind, when that happens, I yeah. obviously get off and right. take off the condom, and I'm like, oh well, maybe if I just like jack him off or like play around with him a little bit, right. he'll get back up, like, yeah. and it'll work. And let's go again. And it didn't. It no. didn't. He was like, no, that's how it works. Like, we need a break. And I was like, okay, we'll take a break. We'll take a break. We'll take a break. So again, laying right beside him. You know he fell asleep. No. He fell asleep. Those five pumps. That was took, it. Took took everything out of him. <laughs> and he started snoring. And I remember looking at the ceiling like, oh, I really just lost my virginity and I didn't even get off. Yeah, that's... I yeah. didn't even get off. Well, I can, I can relate, but it's still so sad to yeah. hear. It's yeah. never not. It's always disheartening. But it, it did get better eventually. It was sure. to the point where we were literally, when I would see him, we were fucking at least like two to three times that okay. day. Because we were able to like get into sync and I was able to, yeah, you know, yeah, we were able to, it, yeah, he was able to build, build an endurance where we were able to enjoy it. And again, we were teenagers. We were fucking like rabbits. It's just how it was. Yeah, like, hormones are wild. They're a crazy thing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's my story. That's the story. Yeah, that's the scoop. And I, it's so funny. I, I wouldn't. It's funny. It's embarrassing. But like at the same time, it's like I wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah. I wouldn't trade it for the world. It's. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Yay! All right. So, here we go. My story takes us back to 2010. So exactly 10 years ago, which is wild, um, that I've not been a virgin for a decade. Cool. Cool. Death is imminent. It's fine. Time's cool. Time is really super cool. Life is great. Um, anyhow, so I was a senior in high school at that time. Um, and I had been seeing this guy that I was... <laughs> Quick anecdote. So Des, uh, my roommate, um, and sweet, loving, just one of my best friends, he made me take this BDSM test because this has been something that we now analyze. Oh. Just in general, like, and it's hilarious because obviously we're not like in a romantic relationship of any kind, but it did help us understand how to communicate with one another. Really. It really, like, so he's a sub, like, he tested very high in the sub category, and I tested very, very high in the dom category of things. So, I mean, not it makes sense. Wrong, like, right. The way you carry yourself is very <laughs> Thank <you>. direct. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, that's, yeah, and that's, like, what I like. I like to be in charge, and I, so, at the top of my list, I tested 90% dom and, like, 90% hunter, which I found interesting. <laughs> So, like, that specific, there's, like, a hunter-prey um, category. So, like, people that fall into the dom ca category sometimes will also have this crossover with, like, hunter, where they're also more of the aggressor in the relationship. So... Okay. Like, um... Are you just trying to tell everybody that you're kinky? I mean... Or... Not, not trying to address that, <laughs> but specifically, this comes down to... That I basically hunted this boy down. I like oh, wow. watched him like get out of his mom's car while I was getting out of my mom's car to get dropped off for like the first couple months of senior year, and would just like kind of toddle along like after him and like catch up with him so I could talk to him for the literally like two and a half minutes that it took for us to get from the door to our homeroom, and then possibly run into other people and not be the center of conversation anymore. Which is fine. I'm just like, I'm just sowing the seeds. I'm just laying my trap because I'm going to get your ass. Oh my God. Yeah. So that's just kind of how I go about um, something I've learned about myself and learned to embrace as opposed to beat myself up being a person who is assigned female at birth and lives in a fairly femme existence. Like, it's not something that I've been told I am allowed to do. But yeah, absolutely. It's a part of me. Yeah. So 
that's where that came in. Back to the story. So I had been, um, <laughs> everyone should take that test. I had been very carefully laying my traps, saying, you know, like we should hang out sometime so that like the ball was in his court. But also I was like, I got my eyes on you, boo-boo. Yeah. And he was very much still attracted to this other girl who like did not want him so that was even more i don't know it was kind of even more of a game i was like i'm gonna get you go get you you don't you you only want their attention not for long not until i come along you little bitch oh my god so inside <laughs> okay yeah. okay emma from uh american horror Story coven like <laughs> surprise bitch you see this body you gonna love it body adi adi honey <laughs> So eventually, fast forward to us, um, he was he was my first kiss. So it was very Aww. like sweet. He was I was a very late bloomer. I was like seventeen by the time all of this even started. Maybe I was sixteen, like going sixteen going on seventeen. Oh god. Um, around that age. Anyway, how old am I now? I'm twenty seven. Oh, so yeah, I guess I was still. I was in the fall. Okay, I was 16. I was 17 by the time we actually, like, did the shebang. But 16 when I lost, when I lost my first kiss. And uh, I had, like, invited him over to my house, to my mom's house. And we, like, snuck into, the, not even snuck, like, it was fine. But we wanted our own little privacy. And there was a space in the basement that my mom had, like, made out to be the, like, game room, quote, end quote, with, like, the video games. Oh, like, you play little... all the games. You play oh, the right games. We play in every game. <laughs> so we, like, I, like, turned on the TV down there, and there was this, like, little couch. And, like, we were, like, laying on the little couch, and he was, like, being the big spoon thing, and... I like turned around, turned around, and like looked up and batted my eyelashes, like being like, "Hello, my lips are right here. I'm just gonna wait until you do it." And then he kissed me, and that was like the beginning of it all. Then he would like. It always starts with a kiss. It always starts. Every fuck begins with K. Uh, that's when we started dating was like after this kiss there was like a little bit of a moment where he had to like figure out things with this other girl that he like kind of liked but obviously not as much as me so then we like he took me on a on a boat like his uncle had a boat wait like, did you have sex with him on a boat no it was in my, it was in my house oh, still okay. most okay. of the fun stuff happened in the house but it was cute like we were cute we were dating for quite a few months before we actually like did the deed but my mom had very trustingly and lovingly let us stay in the house alone a number of times and that never amounted to too much like beyond like a little bit of like kissing and dry humping you know just normal teenager not too serious stuff because I was also not Sure, I didn't. I wasn't exposed to a lot of porn and stuff like that because I just didn't seek it out. Like, no problem with it at all for anyone who does. Like, even to this day, I just personally don't need it, so I don't seek it out. So I don't know a ton about what happens in porn other than the stereotypical stuff. So, like, that would lead eventually to a couple other things that I did somehow have like intuition enough to know without having any exposure to these things. Just like knowing how to do certain things again, because yeah. it's instinctual. It's just, in, it, it truly is. Like I, I did like more like handsy and like mouthy stuff before ever actually having like it, anything enter me, you know? Yeah. Like it, so that like happened. It was very gradual. Like it was very baby steps, and then eventually, <laughs> we had had the conversation that we were going to have sex. Communication is key, y'all. It's so key. Like, and again, like we had been dating for a couple months. Doesn't have to be the case, but know that you trust this person enough to communicate with them and be honest. So in our case, we were young, and I had been 
very fortunate to be with someone who respected me enough to have these conversations with me in a world that didn't do a ton on its own to teach him good values, but like, good on you, boo-boo. So uh, then we discussed it, and I went full throttle Six House Sun, which is also in Virgo. So I went full research mode, and I was like, let's find every way that I'm not gonna get pregnant, because boo-boo's got big dreams, and I just can't afford to do that. Good on you. Yeah, like, I mean, Like, and it was something that, you know, there was other things attached, stigma and all those other things, but primarily, like, I've always known that that's just not part of my path. So not being put in a position that was going to jeopardize that was number one on my list. So I, like, looked up (laughs) all kinds of various forms of contraception, which is real sexy, but responsible. So, like, spermicidal lube, which sounded a little intense, so I was never 100% on that, but, again, every method. If every method is 99% effective, then combined, I gotta be doing pretty good, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, like, of course, there are condoms, and even condoms with spermicidal lube, like the diaphragm, everything I could physically learn to make sure that I didn't have a child at the end of this wow i literally don't have to think about any of this so this is like so yeah educational for me like wow yeah yeah it's it it's strange because i'm i'm sure that he probably didn't have all of those things on his list to research either but yeah like it's just something daily we can get into more uterine things yeah well like so again my since we're talking about this uh, mm-hmm. what how was it how was your first time? So, like... Because eventually you guys got yeah, to the point where you guys were going to we do it. Like, it. So, like, how was it? It had to be fairly, like, soon after that, too. After Fairly soon after the conversation. Because I knew it was something that was we were both thinking about. Yeah, yeah exactly. Literally. Right. <laughs> well, at least one of us. But... <laughs> well, so, um, my mom and her fiancé had gone out to dinner... And we knew we were going to be alone for a little while. Because my brother was also gone with his friends for some reason. And we had gone up to my room. And, like, very gently. It wasn't even... It was very mechanical. Like... (laughs) Oh! As, like, sexy as I feel as a person. Like, sometimes when it comes down to the nitty-gritty, I'm like, alright, how exactly is this going to go down? So we, like took off our clothes it wasn't even like making out into taking each other's clothes off it was just like all right here we go get naked here it goes it's happening so we like got down to the underwear part and then there was a little bit of kissing that did lead to the final reveal so to speak and then i was like on my back and he welcomed i welcomed him inside yes hello open sesame and like that happened for a couple seconds probably some similar to your story there was like maybe a couple couple solid pumps going on in there oh and i don't even remember how long it lasted because i think i was too aware of the fact that it was happening Mm, you weren't even able to enjoy it right like i I was just like this is happening and it really like (laughs) mom i love you but you made me fear that just like thinking about a penis was going to put a baby in my body so i was just so hyper aware of the fact that this could lead to having a baby that it totally just threw you off and you weren't able to enjoy it yeah i didn't it was more like ceremonial it was like okay i'm losing my virginity i am a woman i am now whatever that's supposed to fucking mean (laughs) someone put a thing in my v so that was very much like it wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad experience. It just didn't. It it was very much like I was taught it to be. It was science. Like this happened, and then he came, and then that was supposed to be the end of it. I didn't even know what an orgasm was supposed to feel like. I had actually had, I think, a couple from like dry humping with jeans on that didn't realize yeah, <laughs> that's no, what no, was like, happening. That felt good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, that's different. And that like didn't register as a different feeling from like 
the just feeling of having something inside you, I guess, me specifically in this scenario. But then, uh, (laughs) so that was fine. And then we like, we got back dressed and went back downstairs to like snuggle and watch something. It was very cute. Nothing too serious. He he did wear a condom. So good for for sex. Yeah. Right. Wow. Right. Yeah. Good for him. I think I did buy them, but no, you know what? I think he bought it. Yeah. Good for him. (laughs) Good for him. So that was that. And then like a couple, I don't even, it felt like literally like three days later that I was supposed to like get my period again. But I really, to be honest, can't tell you the exact timeline. All I remember is that already having endometriosis, my periods without being regulated were super irregular and like terrible and heavy and nauseating and would make me lightheaded and I'd have to go home and all that other terrible shit. So there was no really banking on it at any particular time, but I knew that it would happen and I knew that it was going to be bad. So I would be able to know that it was happening and time just kept going by and nothing was going on. Nothing happened. Oh no. And I was mortified and like he didn't, from what I remember, he didn't come inside me even. Like, he was wearing a condom and that didn't also come yeah. inside. So, I mean, like, but in my brain, I had done all this research. So, like, the fact that pre-cum was even maybe on his penis but prior to being in the condom and, like, what... Yeah. I was already coming up with this whole, I'm going to need an abortion. This is My mom's going to kill me. She's never going to trust me again. Like, what am I going to do? Because I'm not having this baby. It's just simply not happening. So... Did you get your period? So I told my mom. <gasps> oh my god, no you did I not! Did. I told no, my you mom. Did not. Yeah. So What'd I told you my say? mom. She cried. <laughs> so that was comforting. That you could be pregnant or the fact that you lost your virginity? I think both. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Ugh. She didn't like specifically shame me about like I guess like in depth she she I think like said that she was disappointed and like hoped that it would be with someone special and like that's when I was trying to reason with her and be like well this person I did consider special and like we did we had developed a relationship we had been together for a good couple months and yeah we were 17 but to my understanding all of these things were also his first experiences not not necessarily the kiss but like it would make sense that that was perhaps his first time having sex. Neither of us seemed to know what we were doing. So we, I think, learned a lot of that together, or at least a portion of it. But my mom was absolutely mortified and, like, sobbing, and we were both sobbing. And <laughs> I think we were watching Medium or something, because I just was really upset, and she could tell. So it all came out, and she ran. We got in the car. She was like, you're coming with me. And we went to the CVS that was down the street and got a pregnancy test and came back and did the thing. We were up until, like, midnight. And I, like, peed on the stick. I had a really fun time. <laughs> Just as much fun as when it started. And yeah. sure enough, I was not pregnant. Oh, because, yeah. <laughs> right. Because, like, the chances were literally 0.01%. So... Like, thankfully, I was not that 0.01%, and it was fairly resolved for the most part. I think she had then come to terms with the fact that I was not going to be the person that she was, you know? Like, I was going to do things my own way. But then come to find out, I do more research. Turns out, like, people with, like, reproductive disorders, like, with uteri... (laughs) It can throw off your hormones, like when you have sex, so it can change your cycle, depending on how sensitive your body is. So, turns out if I just waited, like, an extra week, like, it was literally, like, maybe a couple days after. And it could have been stress-related, too, because that very much affects, like, menstruation with reproductive disorders. So, it was just this... (laughs) Nightmare of a week. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And that was uh, that was the story of my very first time and the residual 
effects. Pregnancy scare. <laughs> Ooh, wow. All in one week. Yeah, all at once. And then I was able to live through that and learn real good <laughs> coming forward. Like, listen, we, we'll fuck around, but don't you dare think twice, because mama don't play. <laughs> You're not putting anything in this oven except pizza. About mommy. And maybe not that way, like just orally. Yeah, I was but, like, oh, yeah. you're shoving pizza inside no. you like that? No, 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 no. Okay. The moral of the story. I think the moral of our story, ultimately, in every facet, education is key. Yeah. You know, like, I certainly, as we discussed, we certainly didn't grow up during a time where we talked about sex and what it really meant and I'm sure a lot of our, hope, well, hopefully we have a lot of listeners, but also I imagine many of you feel similarly. And, you know, we didn't learn anything about the emotions. We learned the mechanics. And that deprives us of our human experience. And frankly, time is precious. Yeah. And knowledge is power. So go out there and learn everything you can about safe sex and about your bodies and about uh, your partners and yeah. make the most that make the most of your human journey. Yeah, no, exactly. And I mean, we can. I have to applaud like this future generations coming up. Yeah. Like I think we. I think you even mentioned it. It's like. These kids are, are... These kids are... They're getting it. They're getting it. They're fucking getting it. And, yeah. like, it's nice to see that that is changing. Yeah. You know? That yeah. is changing. And equality is becoming a thing. Yeah. There was even a prep commercial. It came on Hulu the other day. And they discussed specifically that they didn't know how the drugs would affect people assigned at birth, female at birth. Oh, wow. And that to me, like I heard it out of like, just like while I was doing other things and I was like, this is the kind of world I'm excited to live in. Yeah. Where like, I felt, I felt included in that, yeah. you know, like yeah. I, I immediately felt like, oh, you mean me. I'm one of those people. Education is so key and it's yeah. just like, once you have the education, then again, another point is you decide when you're mm -hmm. ready. You yes. decide when you're ready yep. and adult enough, or not even adult enough, when you are able yeah, to... Yeah, when you feel mature enough. Yes, when you feel... Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like... It doesn't I, have to be like adulthood necessarily, if it is, also cool. But whenever you feel like you can make that decision about your body, and you can do it in a way that you feel good. Yes. Yes, exactly. It's like, fuck those rat bastards telling you you can't do whatever you want like mm -hmm. you get the education you need yep. you and and you openly have that conversation with your partner yep. when you're ready yep. and you figure out a game plan yeah you figure out i mean it's your body yep. it's their body it's your choice follow your heart and follow your instinct and and go with that because yeah that is something that at the end of the day you got you yes exactly Ooh, Romeo! Are you tired? Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's time to put these virginities to bed. You know. <laughs> well, on that note. It's time to go. We're done, bitches. Pick it up, hope. Good night. Keep it tight. Uh. Until you tune back in, I say thank you to you and you, our new poon fan. And you too. Good night for now, and take your ass to bed. Not enough, poon bitch. Is great. Subscribe to hear another. Good night, poon. And now it's time and to ah, say ah, good night. Ah. That's it. We're done. We've got nothing. Oh man, they about to. I'm about to harmonize real quick. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. <laughs> Good night for now. And take, take your ass to bed. Yeah. Good night, Poon. Yeah. You done? Yeah. Papa had to shut it down. <laughs>